Coming up, Jason Tatum stayed red hot Wednesday night, and the Chicago Bulls got back in the win column. This is Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts with the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are standing by to help break down everything from the night in basketball. Giannis Antetokounmpo took care of Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks in last night's biggest game. The biggest game. Giannis did what he does again last night against the Atlanta Hawks. The 43-point night from the Greek freak put Atlanta away despite a strong showing from Trey Young as well. And Lockdown Bucks and Hawks recap the night in Milwaukee. What's up, everyone? Kane Pittman here from Locked On Boxes. Milwaukee make it six wins in a row. They beat the Hawks 124 to 115 in a game that we did identify as a potentially tricky contest. You've got an Atlanta Hawks team that was basically at full strength. Uh, Milwaukee coming off a back-to-back. But as we've seen over the last week or so, uh, particularly early in this game, they looked like a team that wanted to take advantage uh, early in this game, build a lead, and hang on. And perhaps the biggest story out of this was Giannis again. He came off 39 points in just 27 minutes, 24 hours earlier, against a very undermanned Oklahoma City Thunder team. But tonight in Milwaukee, back home, 43 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, uh, he was 15 to 22 from the field and overall just really, really frustrated the Atlanta Hawks. They had no answer for him. They had no answer for the physicality. Nate McMillan ended up getting tossed from this game late because of the frustration that had built throughout. I thought the Bucks did a pretty good job defensively, particularly on Trey Young in the first half with the combination of Drew Holiday and Javon Carter. And ultimately, this is the calling card of this Milwaukee team. They're a mature team. They're a physical team. And for what we saw last year, that physicality bodes well for the postseason. So they are starting to build into some form here after beating a number of contenders last week, taking care of business with this back-to-back. And now they head out west, six wins in a row, up to the number two seed. Uh, We're going to talk about it more on the post-game pod. Make sure you join us wherever you get your podcasts or now on YouTube. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Rowland. And the Atlanta Hawks go into Milwaukee and lose by a final score of 124 to 115 on this Wednesday evening. The Hawks were competitive. They trailed the entire way, and that was the biggest issue for Atlanta in this game is that they they dug themselves a huge hole they could not overcome in this one. They were competitive down the stretch. They did show some resilience coming back from a double-digit deficit in the final half of this game, but not quite enough, and the offense was decent, pretty good after halftime. Defensively, it was better in second half, but still – sort of the microcosm of the season, pretty good offense, not so good defense, and that was the uh, microcosm of this one. I will say there were some officiating questions. Nate McMillan gets ejected for the first time all season long. He was very frustrated. The entire team was. That's definitely a subplot of this game, but more than anything, the Hawks just were not as good as the Bucks were in this spot, and now they look ahead to what we should be a pretty friendly homestand, but still a missed opportunity for the Hawks on the road this week with losses in Detroit and Milwaukee. We'll have much more on the Lots on Hawks podcast. The Chicago Bulls finally returned to their winning ways while snapping the Pistons' winning streak in Detroit. DeMar DeRozan showed off again, and our Lockdown Bulls host was impressed by one of the newcomers to the Chicago lineup. 
What's going on? This is Hayes. I'm one of the hosts of Locked on Bulls, and the Bulls got a key victory today, one they needed after dropping the last five games in a row against the Detroit Pistons. Now, this win was really brought home by the fact that the Bulls went on a 17-2 run in the fourth quarter. In that same fourth quarter, they outscored the Detroit Pistons 30-17. to Now, this game, while the Bulls did not play the very best defense, Tristan Thompson gets my MVP of the game, mainly because of the way that he checked the players on the Bulls after lapses on defense that really helped this team key in to play much better defense down the stretch. Now, DeMar DeRozan had another big game for us as well, scoring 16 points in the fourth quarter also in a six, in the fourth quarter in which the Bulls really just came in, took care of business on both sides of the ball, got the necessary stops that they needed, got tur key turnovers and key rebounds that helped them keep the momentum to really win this game. This win was much needed as the Bulls go into a slightly easier part of their schedule before facing tougher opponents. We know we have Alex Caruso possibly coming back within the next week or two, and this is a much-needed win for that team to get the momentum that they need to hopefully get back onto the winning side of the ball more often than not. That's it for me. A very good game from the Bulls overall the game. Good to see them have a great fourth quarter and get back in the victory column. We'll see what this team has as they gear up for the play to have their next game on Saturday. The Detroit Pistons were on a three-game winning streak before DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls came to town and took a win away from the Pistons in the fourth quarter. Locked on Pistons goes over the loss from the Motor City. Well, they weren't going to win forever. Host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, Kuka Hill here. The Pistons have their three-game winning streak snapped by the Chicago Bulls tonight. DeMar DeRozan is just a bad man. That dude is a bad man. Uh, he dropped 36 points on the Pistons, 12 or 25 from the field. He had shot 13 free throws, 12 or 13. Zach Levine shot 10 of 11 from free throws. He had 25, and Nikola Vucevic had 21. Their big three was just too much for the Pistons tonight. The Pistons struggled. Mightily in the fourth quarter, they went seven minutes without a bucket. Though K. Cunningham had himself a decent game. He had 22 points, six assists, four rebounds. He shot 9-15 from the field. Outside of that, uh, wasn't nothing too spectacular. Uh, Sadiq and Jeremy struggled tonight, but dealing with some injury, loss of Killian Hayes tonight, uh, you definitely saw his absence was needed on the defensive end in that second unit. Uh, the Pistons controlled this game, honestly, for the majority of the game, but this in the fourth quarter. Bench unit wasn't able to hold up. And the Pistons went way too long without scoring. DeMar DeRozan just took over. But Pistons really needed this loss, honestly. They were winning too much probably. So we'll talk about this on tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Eating right has been easy as of late thanks to Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And most of these protein bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever marshmallow infused protein. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, again, covered in 100% real chocolate. There are so many different flavors to choose from at built.com. You can get mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it and it will be delicious and it will also be good for you. We have a special offer for you right now. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Jason Tatum put together his second straight huge scoring night in our 
best performance. The best performance. Hold up, hold up, hold up. The Boston Celtics got another outstanding performance from Jason Tatum last night as Boston took care of the Hornets in Charlotte. Tatum matched a Celtics great in the record books with his showing on Wednesday, and Locked On Celtics is here to tell you about it. Hey there, John Corrales here after the Boston Celtics win 115 to 101 in Charlotte. Jason Tatum dropping 44 points, 16 in the fourth quarter to put this game away. In the process, Jason Tatum ties Kevin McHale for the most points in two consecutive games with 98. A just tremendous performance for Tatum down the stretch. The Celtics came out attacking. They did very well. Uh, I thought they had a, a decent start to the game. They got a bunch of points in the paint. Uh, they finished with 56 points in the paint, but they also gave up 52 points in the paint. And the story for the, the Celtics defensively was they just weren't playing with the same energy and the same focus. Uh, when we came into this game, I thought, this has the potential to be a real letdown for the Celtics. And I think it was for the most part, but the Celtics were just too good and they had the best player on the floor. I think they took advantage of Charlotte being on the back-to-back. -back. Charlotte is now one in 12 on back-to-backs. So they just can't handle the back-to-back -back very well. Celtics took advantage of that. They did not get a great night from Jalen Brown, who was at 15 points, six of 16 shooting, one of eight, but he woke up just in time in the third quarter to give the Celtics a boost. The real turning point in this game was a bit of stupidity by the Charlotte Hornets gifting the Celtics five free throws at the end of the third quarter on two really dumb fouls and a technical foul. And the Celtics came out to start the ninth on a 9-0 run. So it's a 14-0 run. Uh, a big portion of that gifts from the Charlotte Hornets. The Celtics just took it and ran from there and they go off with their fourth straight win in March. Perfect on the month to start it, and now looking to continue it against a Detroit Pistons team that's given them problems before and is starting to play really, really well. So no gimme on Friday night in Boston. I'll be talking about it all on the Lockdown Celtics podcast, so make sure you are listening and subscribed, and you can watch the show on YouTube. The Orlando Magic have been trying to make strides all season, and that doesn't always mean getting wins, but it did last night as Orlando took down New Orleans. Locked on Magic says the win is evidence of how far this team has come. This is Philip Ross Wright, the host of Locked On Magic as the Orlando Magic defeat the New Orleans Pelicans 108 to 102. In a lot of ways, this was a game that just shows how much this young team is, is learning and improving. On the second night of a back-to-back, playing on the road after a difficult loss last night. And yes, New Orleans also on the back-to-back. -back. This was a gutty win. The Magic used their defense to get a, get, a, get an early lead. They gave that lead away. It was tied at 73-all. Uh, uh, and then Orlando went on an 8-0 run that gave them the lead for good. They rode their bench all the way to the victory. And it was just a lot of really gutsy, gutsy performances. Now, certainly the Magic would like to see some better things. We'd like to see the team finish a little bit stronger. But Orlando decided to stick with their second unit. They made plays down the stretch. They made plays that they needed to make. And they won the game. That's really what matters. And that's really the biggest sign of growth for any young team, no matter who is out there. The Magic did a lot of really good things in this one. They got some shots to fall, which is always good. Their defense continues to improve, and the Orlando can go home happy with a very, very nice win. The Magic defeat the Pelicans 108-102. We'll see on Locked on Magic for a bigger breakdown of tonight's game. 
Greg Popovich had a chance to make history at home last night, but the Toronto Raptors will make him wait at least one more night to set his wins record after getting back to full strength and beating up on San Antonio. Our Locked On Raptors host goes over how Toronto got the best of the Spurs. Not today. Pop Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors 119-104 win over the San Antonio Spurs on Wednesday, spoiling Greg Popovich's attempt to become the all-time wins leader in NBA coach history. That'll have to wait. Uh, but for the Raptors, the big takeaways in this one, first of all, Fred Van Vliet returns from missing five games. He's not been right, really, for about eight games, and that has coincided with a really rough stretch of basketball for the Raptors, over which they've gone two and six, and they were kind of all back to normal tonight. Fred Van Vliet, 26 points in this one, offered three-point shooting the Raptors just don't have a lot of, and to get his volume back in the lineup was huge. And just to get his organization and his playmaking and his leadership on the floor back, absolutely massive. The Raptors felt like a basketball team again for the first time in a couple of weeks. And the second takeaway, Scotty Barnes is a star in the making. It's undeniable at this point. He was pretty quiet in the first half with just two points on two field goal attempts. Comes out in the second half and has 18 points on 8 of 10 shooting and scored over basically every single Spurs defender. He had like Spurs defender bingo in terms of the guys he was able to score over. He's just been fantastic of late. He was the rookie of the month last month. He's been really, really great for the Raptors over the last little while here and is certainly still putting a bit of pressure on Evan Mobley, who I think is probably the favorite to win rookie of the year right now. But Scotty Barnes is coming strong, and his offense has just been out of this world lately. And uh, all Raptors fans, I can tell you, are very excited to see more Scotty Barnes with the ball in his hands as we go forward here down the stretch. I'll have more on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Raptors broken down from this game. Be sure to tune in. The New York Knicks' young stars took advantage of a horrid shooting night from the Dallas Mavericks to blow out the Mavs in Dallas on Wednesday. Locked On Knicks tells you all the names helping to fill up the box score for New York. You know, Porzingis might be gone, but as it turns out, still feels pretty sweet when the Knicks beat the Mavericks in Dallas on their home floor. And boy, did they ever do that today. This is Alex Wolf from the Locked On Knicks podcast. The Knicks beat the Mavericks by 30 points in this game. An absolute slaughter of a game uh, where they held the Mavericks to missing their first, I believe, 19 three-pointers in this game. Uh, it got a bit absurd after a while, but... Strong contributions from a lot of the young players on this team. R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Julius Randle uh, getting back to himself in his hometown and continuing the, the hot play that we saw start last game in Sacramento. And this team is really starting to come together. It's sort of a almost depressing look at what could have been had this team kind of gelled earlier and you know found an identity and found some of these unique rotations that they're rolling with and embraced playing their young players, which obviously can fall on head coach Tom Thibodeau. But for now, nothing really to, to moan about at this particular moment. It's more about just appreciating the fact that the young players on the team are really laying a foundation for the future. And they are the guys that are going to be here hopefully longer. And so that's great to see as a Knicks fan uh, and seeing them, you know, really play well and contribute to winning basketball. We'll be talking more about it, though, on Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Our Locked On Mavericks host searched high and low for positives to take away from this one, but he couldn't come up with any. He recaps a disastrous performance. It was bad. It was pretty much all bad. 
Dallas Mavericks lose against the New York Knicks, and for some reason, this team just can't figure out how to beat the Knicks. I don't know what it is about the New York Knicks. Ever since the Porzingis trade, the Mavericks have not had any luck against the Knicks at all. The Mavericks have gone 23-6 and in the year of 2022, and two of those losses have been in, like, awful fashion to the New York Knicks. It doesn't make any sense. This Knicks team has been playing some really bad basketball, even though they've won a couple straight here, and... The Mavs just can't seem to beat them. They score 77 points. Usually, 77 is a really good number for the Dallas Mavericks, but it is not when it is the final score for your team. The Mavs' defense actually played pretty decent in this game, holding the Knicks to 107 points. But when nobody hits a three, when the first three the Mavs hit in the entire game is 46 seconds away from halftime, that is not good. It was just one of those games where you just kind of wash your hands of it and you move on to the next one because this Dallas Mavericks team did not have any offense at all in this one. The Minnesota Timberwolves keep winning and keep doing it in dominant fashion. The Thunder were the latest team to get their doors blown off by the T-Wolves last night, and Lockdown Wolves tells us what's gotten into Minnesota as of late. Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves here. The Timberwolves won their sixth straight. Another game, another win against a non-playoff team in the Western Conference. The Wolves beat the Thunder by 30. Three of their last four wins have come by 30 or more points as well. The story in this one was Malik Beasley scoring 33 points on a Timberwolves record. 11 made three-pointers in this game, including six in the first quarter. He was absolutely on fire. 11 of 17 from the floor with all 17 of his field goal attempts coming as three-pointers. Nobody else on the Wolves scored more than 17, but it didn't matter. The Timberwolves had an extremely balanced attack uh, and route to 132 points in this one, um, and it was just never close. It was all about Malik Beasley. It was the three ball in general. Uh, a little bit of sloppy offense for the Timberwolves here and there, a lot of turnovers, but again, it didn't really matter. Cat had 13 and 11 in just 29 minutes. Uh, Torian Prince had 17 off the bench, was very, very good as well. Um, and uh, the Wolves just turned in a well-rounded performance against a depleted and, and very thin Thunder team. The Wolves have now won six straight, and they continue to keep pace with the Nuggets, still just a couple games back of that, uh, two and a half games back to be exact, of that number six spot in the West. We're going to break it all down on the post-game podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Wolves for all things Timberwolves. The Los Angeles Lakers had a chance to beat Houston in regulation, but instead L.A. went to overtime and got beat up in the extra period. Locked on Lakers says this loss could be a new low for a Laker team that's had its fair share already this season. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of Locked on Lakers podcast, and the Lakers lose 139-130 to the Rockets in Houston. In overtime, the Rockets, uh, with the second-worst winning percentage in the league, losers of nine of their last ten Heading into this game, uh, the Lakers, it appeared, had an opportunity to win this thing right at the buzzer. LeBron seemed to have a good look at a reverse layup under the basket, but passed out to Carmelo Anthony, who missed the game winner. Then overtime commenced, and the Rockets just curb-stomped them in a hurry. And look, you can get into a lot of different elements in this game, whether you're talking about just oodles and oodles of defensive breakdowns for the Lakers or their inability to handle any type of size at all down low. But it just feels like a continuation of a season where every single game we get asked on Twitter at Cam Brothers or on the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel page, which everybody should be subscribing to, is this rock bottom? And my response is, I don't know. 17 games left. 
A lot more to get into, so make sure, again, you are on the Lockdown Lakers YouTube channel and you're making Lockdown Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for Lockdown Now NBA. Thank you again for making Lockdown Now your first listen every weekday. Now that you're done here, make sure you make your second listens, Lockdown NBA, and your team's local Lockdown podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Lockdown Now.